This is the Mexico Revealed Podcast. Welcome to Mexico Revealed. It's almost Christmas. Yay! <laughs> if, you, if you couldn't tell already by the Christmas hats, the Christmas tree in the background, very nicely done, people wearing jackets, Coat. although I'm not here in Texas so much. But uh, fun time of the year. Yeah, it's coming. Cold is coming. I think Mm -hmm. one of our prior podcasts, we talked about Christmas in Mexico, right? Didn't we do that? Yeah, that was last year's Christmas episode. Okay. That was good. So we'll probably be, we may be around Mexico or something in the near future. So hopefully we'll get some more material and stuff. But uh Coming from to you from the U.S. at this point. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about immigration. And no, we're not a political podcast. <laughs> but most people associate immigration and Mexico with people coming across the border here to the U.S., right? So that's kind of the thing that they generally think about. In fact, I remember... I don't know if you remember this, Marianne, when we were moving to Mexico from the U.S. And we were getting our house all packed up. Yes. And the movers came. And I speak Spanish, so I was just, and they were all Spanish-speaking. Spanish speakers. So I just started talking to them. And they turns out they were all from Mexico. And... uh they were not the they were the ones just packing, so they had no idea where we were moving or anything like that. But I just got started talking to them and they, they asked me, So where are you moving? And I said, Oh, we're moving to Mexico. And they kinda of looked at me with this funny look and then they're like, You're 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 going the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> so they were kind of puzzled about uh-huh. us moving from the US to Mexico when <laughs> they were from Mexico and they'd moved to the US. So you generally associate it that way. But there are some people that moved to Mexico from the U.S., and we are an example of that, right, everybody? Yes, so, and the numbers are increasing. Yes, and so today's topic, I'm going to share with you and our audience an article that was recently talking about Americans moving to Mexico. And this is on a website called Zero Hedge, which is kind of an interesting website. And I think a lot of the, the information in the article they also get from Bloomberg. So this was uh, this was an article from November 6th, so not too long ago, a little over a month ago. And so I'll just read through it quickly, and then we'll kind of comment on it, so see what your thoughts are. So it says, Americans are moving to Mexico at the highest pace since the stats first became available in 2010, with requests for temporary resident status skyrocketing 85% above 2019 levels. So that's what we were originally we were temporary resident status, but then i I moved to permanent resident status. You guys don't have status anymore, but we could get that if we wanted to. I could probably apply for citizenship now if I wanted to, but um Whoa. Um, <clears throat> but permanent residence is kind of like a green card in the u s uh but we were on temporary resident status so as 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 the article says since two thousand ten that uh though or no that's just in the last since 2019 since 2019 
temporary resident status has skyrocketed to 85%. Mexico granted 8,412 such permits over the first three quarters of this year, compared to 4,550 in the same period of 2019. Over the same period, Mexican grants of permanent residency are up 48%, reaching 5,418. What started off as a pandemic escape for Americans seeking affordable destinations with few COVID-19 restrictions seems to have staying power, reports Bloomberg. This isn't just retirees looking for warm breezes and a low cost of living. The increase is also driven in part by the remote working trend, which the Mexican government has encouraged. Mexico makes it easy for Americans to work south of the border. A tourist visa lets you work there for up to six months, so long as you receive payment outside Mexico. Many Americans repeatedly extend that time frame by simply returning to the United States and then re-entering Mexico on a new visa, restarting the 180-day clock. Given that framework, the temporary residence permits represent only a fraction of the actual numbers of Americans living in definite stretches in Mexico. The U.S. State Department puts that number at 1.6 million. So 1.6 million Americans living in Mexico. Mexico City is a top destination, and that's a cause for controversy in the city that's now more populous than New York and holds a whopping one-fifth of the country's entire population. Whoa. The rise in Americans staying longer troubles some locals concerned about the cost of living, especially in some of the historic neighborhoods that are their prime destinations in Mexico City. Social media is rife with complaints about the so-called digital nomads and their supposed impact on rising rents. That's from Bloomberg. The Mexico City government, however, is embracing the influx of spenders with open arms. Last week, city officials announced an initiative with Airbnb to promote the city as a great place for remote workers. We want to promote it even more, said Mexico City Mayor Claudia Scheinbaum, who tried to allay fears that the stream of Americans were nudging rents higher. Most digital nomads favor expensive neighborhoods, Scheinbaum argued, such as Condesa, Roma, and Polanco. Rents in Condesa, which the UK Evening Standard dubbed Mexico City's coolest neighborhood, rose 32% over the first half of 2022. One such American nomad was profiled in a recent CNN report on the trend. Eric Rodriguez, a 37-year-old economic development analyst for a U.S.-based agency who speaks little Spanish, moved to Mexico City to save money and enjoy the lifestyle. In doing so, he moved from a studio apartment in San Diego to a one-bedroom apartment in Mexico City and slashed his rent from 2500 to 800 So he went from a studio apartment in San Diego paying 2500 for rent to a one-bedroom in Mexico City for 800 That's pretty good improvement. I mean, San Diego is going to be expensive, so yeah. yeah. But 2500 right. $2, for a studio. That's a lot. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. That is a lot. On the other side of the coin, the same report told the story of a family restaurant that was priced out of the trendy Roma neighborhood after being a fixture there for 54 years. Prices are much higher, said one of the siblings who'd taken over the business from their father. It's difficult because a lot of these foreigners come and they have a bunch of money to be able to spend on these apartments and rents. 
Others complain that the latest waves of Americans make little effort to learn Spanish and expect the employees at the restaurants and shops they patronize to speak English. It's not as though there's an interest to participate and understand the local culture here, one local told CNN. Despite the discontent, don't expect the Mexican government to start building its own wall anytime soon. Americans in Mexico generated $11.5 billion in revenue for the country in the first five months of this year alone. Meanwhile, the continued splintering of American society will have many more gringos casting their wandering eyes south of the border. All right, that's the article. What do you think? Any thoughts? I watched a House Hunters episode just about this, where they were looking in Condesa, Roma, and Polanco. I think they picked, like, Roma or something. That was a recent episode? They were Americans. Yeah, they were Americans, and yeah. And were they like the uh, remote worker types or that sort of thing? I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were... Go ahead, ahead. Melissa. No, I was done. I was just going to say, I think that Americans are anyone. And when you move to a foreign country, you'll learn the language. It might just take more time, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like you're going to be able to order everything and ask every question in Spanish. So I guess it depends where they are on their, their journey. But most people do try to assimilate at least to some extent just so that you can participate and know what people are saying without having no clue although americans are famous for not learning other languages aren't we which is sad people (laughs) like have to desire to learn spanish though like when they go there like if they don't care about learning it i'm sure they wouldn't learn One of the problems that we have, I think, that causes Americans to have that reputation is that English is so widely spoken, right? And even though there are many people in Mexico who don't speak English, there are a lot who do, and especially in places like Condesa or Polanco or something. I mean, it's, it's not that hard to get by with just English, right? Well, and in schools... It's not like a big thing to learn a foreign language in the United States and public schools. Mm-hmm. Like in Mexico, when we were going to school there when we were kids, it everything was like half English, half Spanish, so that the kids that were born in Mexico could learn English. And mm-hmm. like I remember learning math in Spanish. It was mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learning how to say the math terms in Spanish. Yeah, before mm-hmm. we knew in English. Mm-hmm. Sumar, restar. <laughs> right. I remember in second grade, we had a spelling bee in Spanish, and I won spelling bee in Spanish. <laughs> in second grade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can cut that part out if we want. <laughs> Just thought I would. That's okay, Melissa, because I also won my spelling bee. Did you? (laughs) Both of you? Maybe it's genetic. Uh, I don't. (laughs) Spelling's cut. Actually, mine. What? How about you? I guess you didn't do a spelling bee. Remember, to be honest, (laughs) maybe. 
Yeah. Well, I think if you're going to move to a foreign country, you should try to assimilate, at least like learn their culture, their customs, and try to learn the language the best that you can, Mm -hmm. because that's respectful, right? That's why we're here, Mexico Reveal, to teach you (laughs) about these things, right? (laughs) And that's how you have a better life if you're living there, because then I then just people will treat you better if you're like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Making right. an effort. So it, it is interesting, this trend, because we saw that with COVID, where people were like trying to get out of Dodge out of these places that were really had lots of COVID restrictions and dense populations. And they wanted to get places where they had more room and more space and where it's cheaper because everybody was doing work on Zoom and things like that. And so it's interesting that uh, that trend has kind of carried over to Mexico, not just in the U.S., but we've seen that a lot in the U.S. too. No? I mean, it's uh, right. And still well, Mexico, of, you know. it has really <clears throat> nice weather, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Mexico City can get cold, especially yeah. this time of year. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's it's pretty mild, mm-hmm. mild weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy extremes. So Mexico yeah. City is an example, like in that article it talked about, moving from San Diego to Mexico City and getting a much cheaper apartment. So it's kind of an example of where you could, if you're thinking you're going to do remote work or something like that, and you want to save money, it's a place where you could go and save money but still be kind of in an urban environment that offers a lot of that sort of stuff. You know, I mean, as far as like restaurants and cultural stuff and I don't know, whatever you're looking for. Uh, so you get you get that that the those urban elements if you're looking for that, but you get it at a much cheaper price if you're willing to try a different country. Right. But it's the nice thing about Mexico, too, is it's, it's not that far away. I mean, it's uh, it's an easy flight from Mexico city to various places in the U S and things. So it's not like moving to Europe or South America or different time zones or all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you think that's a trend that's going to continue this whole remote work and people living away from these other places and stuff? What are your thoughts? I mean, Melissa, you're still kind of doing remote work, right? Yeah, I work remotely. Um, hey, you can move back to Mexico. Yeah, I could, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Guess you'd have to talk to Mike about that. Yeah, that's his right. job. We can do the. I could do the podcast from from Mexico. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Although I think it's coming down. It seems like. There's still the whole remote work thing, but it seems like it's kind of coming back a little bit to more normal as far as offices and things, right? People wanting people to be in the office. Yeah, like hybrid, like mm-hmm. three days at home, two days in the office or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you could do it by week, so like one week in the office and three weeks from home type thing, then you could live in Mexico easy because like you said, the flight, I mean, the flight from Mexico city 
to Houston is what an hour and 45 minutes, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's easier than like flying from Texas to California or Texas to New York or mm -hmm. it's, it's short. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an interesting trend and it is what we talked about it. Mexico does make it easier for you. Like you don't even need a visa. You can. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I got a visa and then I've got everybody else the visas because we knew we were going to be there for longer, but, but you can just, a tourist visa lasts for 180 days. So, you know, six months, you can spend six months in Mexico. And like the article mentions, as long as you're getting paid outside the U S if you're getting paid in Mexico, then you have to have a work visa there. Uh, or, um, and then you start becoming subject to taxes there and things like that. So, if you're getting paid in the U.S. to your U.S. bank account or whatever, then you can just go down there and be there and work remotely. You just have to go back to the U.S. every six months. But then once you go out, then you come back in, it starts the clock all over again. So they actually make it pretty easy for you. So but The article said that you have to go back and get another <clears throat> travel visa again, right? So does well, that no, take a long time? No, because it's just a tourist visa, and you just automatically get a tourist visa when you get off the airplane and you go through immigration. So oh. there's no. Or you go back for the weekend mm -hmm. or for a week. Yeah, like you, like you if back. you're like if you're going to Cancun or whatever, you don't you don't have to do anything before you get on the plane. You just yeah. have to have your passport, and then when you arrive, you a little form on the mm -hmm. plane. Yeah, fill a little form. Then you get off, you stand in line, you go and you show them your passport and your little form. They, uh, they stamp it or whatever and you're good. You have to, they, there's a little piece that you have to hold, you're supposed to hold on to, uh, for when you go back out of the country. So, um, so that is, but that, that's it. So there's no application or time or you don't have to do anything beforehand. So that's, that's why the article says it makes it so easy because you don't have to do any of that stuff. And some, some airports now, in fact, Mexico city, just the last time I flew through Mexico city, cause you know how, cause I have the permanent residency visa. So I would normally have to go see the immigration person before leaving and fill out the form. I still had to do that, but now they said they're no longer doing the form. They just stamp my passport. So I no longer have to, do the form again so i'm wondering if you're just a tourist you don't even have to worry about that extra little form you just go through immigration and you're good so we so love our neighbors yeah they're getting a little bit easier <laughs> and the maybe nice thing someday, about yeah. maybe someday north america will be like europe where if you want to go from france to yeah, wherever Germany next door, just go for it. You cross cross the border, you don't even know. Well, but then we'd have to have the same money, right? Uh, I guess that's true. The euro. The uh, there were times because you remember we used to drive. Remember when we would drive back and forth between the U.S. and I Mexico? Remember. <laughs> I remember. I remember at least. Too. I remember at least one time where we drove into Mexico and there's like a little gate or whatever for driving in, but there was no one there. 
So we just drove in. There was like nobody at the border of the gate. So, mm. you know, the drive through. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wonder if it's still like that now. I'll bet it's not. I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I mean, know. this was, I'm trying to remember. I think this was down in Laredo. I don't remember. But uh, better to fly these days. Just yeah. for now. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, with that northern belt of Mexico. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah, I guess you do have some of those elements, but they do make it pretty easy for you if you want to go down there. And another nice thing, I mean, fortunately, we're even, I mean, the U.S., we're still dealing with it, I guess, a little bit, but um, as far as COVID restrictions in Mexico, they, they kept it pretty limited, at least from a travel standpoint. I mean, we had our complaints once we were in Mexico about like the Walmart and Playa del Carmen and remember there, you know, there, oh. so there's, there are some <laughs> things going on that we did not like uh, in terms of restricting entrance and masks and all that sort of stuff, but they never real, they never created restrictions for traveling. So you never had to get a vaccine to go to Mexico. You never had to get a test to go to Mexico. You never uh, locked down where people couldn't enter at all. Yeah. They never closed the border or anything like that. And so that, uh, um, that was another positive, I think. And I think at this point they announced that masks are no longer required. Or I don't know. I'll find out. I'm going to Mexico here soon. So we'll see what it's like. But uh, You're going. I'm going. Well, yeah. You'll be going sometime soon. You're all you? going. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So, so yeah, I think that uh, we'll find out. But I'm, I think there'll probably be a lot less mask wearing at this point. But that, that, it did take a while for Mexico to kind of get beyond the whole mask thing. At least. Yeah, in, they're, they're a little slower than mm-hmm. the, even the U.S., yeah, that. although I think it's less of an issue in the tourist places and the hotels and beaches and things like that. But um, in Mexico City, that was kind of the case. Well, right. and I think um, in Mexico, they would wear masks before COVID-19 happened. Right. Like any kind of, like, I remember the swine flu while we were there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody wore masks for that. Like any kind of, like even pollution. Even when kids were, like, sick, they would Mm -hmm. wear them to school. I remember Mm -hmm. there might be one or two kids in a mask anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was not a big deal to wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's interesting. People move into those places. So so are there – if you're going to go back down to Mexico, which neighborhood would you want to live in? They mentioned Arco Condesa, Polanco, and Roma. Are we talking yeah. Mexico City or just anywhere? Yeah, no, Mexico City. Um, Lomas. Is that where we lived? When we, we lived, first moved there. When we yeah. first moved there, we had lived in Lomas at Chapultepec. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I go but my, my office was in Polanco, and so I'd we spent a lot Polanco. of time in Polanco. Lots of good restaurants, easy walking around, mm-hmm. has that big park in the middle. I like go to the- Polanco. Oh. You like the walkability of Polanco? Yeah. Condesa has restaurants and stuff like that. It's a little bit more, I don't know, it has a little bit more historic feel to it. 
and probably Roma even more. We never really spent a lot of time in Roma when we were down there, but it's become kind of a chic area, kind of hot area. Um, it's just it's to the east of of Condesa. But I don't know what do you what is what is, what do you other kids think? Mom says Polanco. Caroline says Lomas. Melissa. I would probably pick Polanco too, just because you can walk everywhere and it has everything in like one place, really. And it has a a nice city vibe, so it feels like you're in the heart of Mexico City, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like New York City without as many skyscrapers not stinky and not as difficult as new york is right now new york is a little stinky (laughs) the air the air (laughs) no offense to all of our new york listeners we love you (laughs) yeah we love you caroline and i spend the summer there so we do love you but (laughs) i love new york city it's just yeah (laughs) (laughs) How about Just you? need trash pickup there a little more often. <laughs> yeah, it's New York was pretty hard hit by COVID and is still trying to recover to a certain extent, isn't it? So, but yeah, we lived in Marianne and I lived in New York City back uh, in the day and really loved Many it. Many so, mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, we have a soft heart and soft spot in our heart from New yes. York. Mm-hmm. Love New York. Yeah. Sam, Sam, what about you? Where? where would where would you want to move to if you're going to move back down to Mexico City? Probably be sounding like a, a bandwagon, but I'd probably have to say Polanco as well. Because when I was down there for bandwagon. my internship, there was a lot of good food. And I'm the big food guy. So <laughs> food guy. Very picky about that. And they had a lot of options that I liked. So. Yeah, what's that French restaurant that you like? The steak and the French L'entrecot. L'entrecot. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's good stuff. A Mexico City outpost of the Paris restaurant, and they have that in Polanco. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go to dinner tonight in Polanco tonight, where would you want to go? Don't they have a Nobu there? Yes, they do have a Nobu okay. in Polanco. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Although we would normally we, dollar sign restaurant. We usually would go to the Nobu and Bosques. Right. But you said but Polanco they, tonight. They do have a Nobu and Polanco, yes. It's awesome. How about you kids? Any thoughts? I'd pick fifty friends. 50 oh, friends. Nice. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, there's multiple 50 friends in Polanco. There's one by the park, the Lincoln Park, and then there's one in the uh, Antara, the mall. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I can think of. I'll pick um, Lentreco. I'll go French. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> How about you, Caroline? I don't know. I'm having a hard time picturing Polanco as we're talking about it. I don't know all the restaurants there. Yeah. Well, you remember we went to La Intracote, right? Remember when we were there? Yeah. When we did that trip. And uh, we, we walked did, there from where yeah. we were staying. Yeah, we just walked there. 
And we went to the 50 Friends by the park. You remember Lincoln Park, right? There's that one little pond area where people would sometimes do the boats, the little boats. Yeah, little remote control boats. And the, there's like a big playground there where you'd love mm-hmm. to go swing on the swings and run up and down the ramps of the playground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not recently. Not recently. Sounds like we're due for another trip to Polanco. Yeah. I'm just looking at my map fresh. here again. There was that French restaurant we went to, Ivoire, Marianne, that was... Yeah, right on the park. Mm-hmm. What was that park. place that we went by by your work, Dad? It was like, had like a mixture of like a bunch of different cuisines all together. You and That's Dad? Oh, that was oh the, in Bosques. Yeah, in Bosques. Yeah, that's called Cocina Abierta. Cocina Abierta. That was pretty good. Uh huh. It has like several. It's a restaurant that has like restaurants within the restaurant. So it's like a. Ooh. So they had um, Italian and they had Mexican and they had. I can't remember, but yeah, they had a variety of stuff. Yeah, that's a good place. It's Every a, single podcast we do, it always comes back to food. <laughs> yeah, we're getting off topic here. Food's <laughs> our favorite thing. There's uh, there's yeah. that one in the uh, Presidente Chapultepec, Alfredo's. I think that was the where their signature dish is the fettuccine Alfredo. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I know some of you guys like the fettuccine Alfredo. Mm-hmm. This is true. There's that French one in the and also their Pied de Cochon, Pied de Cochon. Did we go by the Marriott Hotel? No. No, that was, no, there was one, that was in the Presidente. Oh. But uh, there's restaurants in the, um, in the Marriott, yeah, the JW Marriott. Yeah. But um, anyway. Yeah, can, but, um, Polanco's good for that. Pujol. 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 That is uh, in Polanco. And I don't think you kids have been there, but Mom and I have been there. We haven't taken the kids there, have we? No. Mm-hmm. It's very upscale. And that one is like top 20 restaurants in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, maybe yeah. we you, should go. You, you just all look it up, Sam. Since yeah, you're all adult. Adulting. Yeah, that's like top 20 in the world. The owners of that wow. restaurant, the owners, their kids were at uh, Lomas Altas or their grandkids or what? What was it? No, Marianne, their, do you kids. Remember? their kids. Their kids. Yeah. Sure. Well, Pujol, yeah, it's uh, what well, it's it's good, and it's like they take sort of these old traditional Mexican things and provide like a modern twist on them. So, um. So it's very kind of haute cuisine, like we say, but using very traditional Mexican ingredients. So, so it's good. So yeah, you want to go there, Sam, next time we're in Mexico City? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm up for that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Guess we got to plan another Mexico City trip, huh? First we do Christmas. All right. Well, great to see everyone, and uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in to Mexico Revealed. Hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas. 
and, and Hanukkah happy, and Hanukkah and Happy New Year and uh, we'll probably won't uh, be back until the new year so happy holidays to everybody and thanks for joining us thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye. see you next year <laughs> <laughs>